Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Nate Ritter, who is the co-founder of RoomSteals. You can learn more about him and his company at RoomSteals.com. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jen. It's nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a new year, so I thought I'd ask. How's uh, 2021 treating you so far? <laughs> well, we're in the travel industry, so not so great, but <laughs> like business wise, but personally, it's been fantastic. We just made a move from Austin to San Diego, and I love San Diego. We used to live here, and I love it. So, oh my super gosh. Happy to be back. Yeah. I love that. I lived in San Diego for 20 years from 98 oh. till about 2018 when my husband and I were over here in Virginia Beach now, but I very much know San Diego. I love San Diego. And I think that's funny because I feel like like it's kind of backwards for a lot of people. A lot of people are leaving California to go to Austin, you know? So <laughs> exactly so what, right. So like what what made you decide to, I guess, make that shift? Uh, I'm a bit of a contrarian for one. Um, uh-huh. So um, we actually picked up the the Penske truck and we were on our way over and people were like, wait, you're going the other direction? Everybody's coming here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. leaving San Diego, leaving California. Um, we just found that like over the years, San Diego just ended up being our home for our family and we yeah. loved it so much. And when we left, we came back a couple of times to visit friends and do different things. And we ended up just falling back in love with the city again. And we're like, okay, well, whenever we can at some point in the future, that's going to be our, our home. And we've re- really never had a place that we love to call home. We've always kind of bounced around quite a bit and we just yeah. found that fondness and said, that's, that's going to be our resting place at some point. We will we'll still travel a lot, but that's going to be where we want to want to stay. And so we finally made it. So yeah, well, I'm that I'm very happy for you. I am not envious at all. Uh, but no, my my mom <laughs> lives there, and I always I kind of always know in the back of my head because she's a homeowner there that if you know um, in the future maybe I'm gonna take over her mortgage. Like I don't know, but until then I'm gonna I'm gonna travel as well and kind of live my life. And uh, I like to say Virginia Beach is like San Diego just with the four seasons. So <laughs> definitely not that consistent weather at all. Like they're absolute op- opposites in regards to weather, but. Um, um, you know, it's nice to be near the beach and, uh, there's a lot of good people here and also a big military, uh, community. I'm not in the military, but like to just kind of be like familiar, be familiar with that. Cause San Diego is a big Navy town. Um, it's kind of nice in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. That's nice. I, I haven't yet been to Virginia beach, but I've been to the East coast a couple of times, but, uh, yeah, not there yet. So yeah, I bet that. you, uh, I bet you, if you come visit, uh, downtown here, I'm not going to pronounce the name cause I always get it wrong, but if you visit the downtown area here, it's going to remind you a lot of downtown San Diego go uh, with all the Navy ships and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, I digress. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into uh, a little bit about your business. For people that are, you hinted at this already, uh, you being involved in the travel industry. So tell me, for people that are hearing uh, room steals for the first time, what's your company about? Yeah. So um, our company really is kind of flipping the travel industry upside down. Uh, Traditionally, the travel industry has, especially the online travel agencies like Expedia and Booking and things like that, uh, what the way that they've worked in the past has always been through, well, it started with commissions. And so they would get somewhere between 10 to 18, maybe 20% commissions on every hotel that they'd sold. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that uh, there's a wholesale market. And so they started using the wholesale market and they would keep margins. And to explain why, they they basically took 
Um, you can take like, for instance, a $3,000 a night hotel penthouse suite, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, and you can sell it at $3,000, but they found out they could buy it on a wholesale inventory for 300. And so now that, of course, they're going to take that margin as opposed to the commissions. Um, when I learned that I was just blown away. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. So I, as a consumer could have bought that at $300 a night. Mm-hmm. I'm not rich, but I'll take that as a penthouse mm-hmm. suite for sure. Um, if given the opportunity, cause that's 90% different. Um, and so when I saw that, I thought, well, if we can have access to these inventory and these rates, we should, this should be a public thing. This should be out there. And what I learned was there's industry agreements that prevent those, that pricing from being out in the open. Wow. Um, the way to get through that is to just simply have a cl- what's called a closed user group. And that means, you know, who the user is. And so what we did is we just made that, that, um, uh, onboarding as frictionless as possible. And so we have a Chrome extension where you can log in and uh, and then you can go and the Chrome extension also while you're browsing other sites like Booking or Expedia, it will show you the comparison rate as to what the wholesale rate is. And then we take no money on the transaction. Instead, the flipping of the industry that I mentioned is that we, ins- we do an annual subscription. So mm-hmm. when you're ready to purchase it, if it makes sense and it covers the cost of the annual subscription, you can go ahead and become a member and then book that. And we've seen, for instance, last week we had a a new member who just signed up and they saved $500 on their first reservation. So easily paid for the subscription. Yeah. So you're telling me I can uh, download a Chrome plugin and uh, if I become a member, of course, it'll be able to show me if there's better deals other than what from the website I'm already looking at. (laughs) Yeah. And you can, so you can download the plugin for free. You can become a member, uh, a free member and, and, and yeah, browse around and it will do the comparison for you. When you run up to a hotel with a particular date, uh, it will do the the switch and kind of look, uh, it will look on our inventory and show you uh, the cheapest wholesale rate that's available. Um, and what we're actually doing for the next version is, is we, because we don't care about making money on the transaction, mm-hmm. uh, we actually only care about ensuring that you're getting the best deal. We're going to start showing uh, in the next couple months, we're going to start showing other locations that might have a better deal than even we have. For instance, if if there's a citywide event, uh, maybe there's no wholesale market available, but there still is slight variations between the pricing. So what we thought was, well, if you're on a booking.com site and Expedia has a couple bucks cheaper and that's the cheapest rate there is, why not send you to Expedia then? Because we're not making any money on the transaction anyway. So we figured that was a a, a way to serve our customers and and that's what we're going to be rolling out next. So... Wow. It, um, very, uh, go-giver mentality kind of like here, like here's a better option for you. Um, right. I, I know Nate that you have a background, uh, as a technical entrepreneur, uh, you had, uh, you were in, you ran a web development agency for the last 10 years. Um, tell me about maybe that bridge between doing that to, um, you doing room steals today. Like did what you do, did what you did there, uh, translate over to room steals. Yeah, I think um, one of the benefits for running that that agency was we saw every industry in the book from you mm. know, healthcare to travel to um, biotech to, I mean, you name it, sports. Um, so we've seen so many different business models. And one of the things I love is to sit down and think about why does this thing exist? Like mm. there was a time where I, I was staring out the window and my wife was like, what are you thinking about really? And I was like, I saw the post that held the um, power lines. And I was like, who put that post in the ground? How much did they get paid? I mean, it was just like <laughs> random, right? Completely crazy. It. Yeah. 
But that's the kind of thing. I mean, we saw so many different variations of business models and ideas about how people made money and the small industries and the unsexy industries that nobody cares about, but make good money. And when we eventually uh, transitioned, um, we, we shut down the service to the, to the um, agency. I started working for a, a company that was in travel. And then I worked for another company that was in travel and I was building platforms and building teams around on that. Um, and that was when we came across this inventory that I'd never seen before. And I thought, well, there's a model here. This has to exist. Why, if this has been around for a while, why doesn't it? And there are models off of this inventory that do exist. It's just, they're kind of hidden. People mm. don't realize, like for instance, that Priceline is using the same inventory, mm-hmm. but when, but you're looking at it uh, and you're saying, I'll pay for, let's say for that penthouse suite, $2,000. And they're like, mm-hmm. yes, we'll take your 2000 because we're only paying 300. Right. But you don't know that you could have got it for 300 or maybe a thousand or 500 and they still yeah. have taken it. So when I see those kinds of things, it was really just about seeing all the different variations of different models we've seen in the, in those 10 years and kind of piecing it together and saying, Hey, if this is how the industry works, always, they all work this way. Why don't we flip that and try and do something completely different? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always looking for good deals because I believe that you could always get something for cheaper. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pay this much if I know I can get the same exact thing for cheaper. And so I just really think it's awesome that you found that way to um, really uh, help uh, budget conscious travelers to take advantage of something like this, knowing that there are cheaper options out there, even for the same thing that someone else would pay at a much higher uh, price for. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting is we talk about budget, budget conscious travelers, and I think there's a few variations of that, right? There's mm-hmm. the there's the families that uh, want to go out and and it's hard because you have four or five people and now you have to pay for flights and all these things and right. it's expensive. There's also the businesses and that's actually a piece of uh, of what we what we don't do yet, but we're looking at doing. And, and you know, for this particular audience, I'd invite anybody who's interested, you know, to contact me because we are interested in serving the businesses. I think there's a lot of value in small and mid-sized businesses who have a traveling workforce mm-hmm. to partake on this kind of thing. And I think that that there's probably some things that we could do to, to facilitate what the small and mid-sized business needs um, in terms of integrations or additional features. And so it's a, it's an interesting topic for us. So I appreciate being here. And, and you know, I think it would be uh, interesting to talk to some of your, your listeners. So Yeah, yeah, this is a good networking opportunity for you. So if you're a business, yeah. uh, business owner or business savvy or business minded and you want to help Nate, <laughs> we'll have his contact <laughs> info. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that's really cool. And, and that's funny. That's the first time someone ever requested like, hey, you know, if you're interested, reach out to me. It's usually because of like a product or, you know, like an ebook that someone can download, but I love that. I love that you're just kind of looking to um, network in in that sense. Um, I am curious to know, because as as we all know, um, there was at one point in 2020 when Zoom became more profitable um, and valued higher than the airlines, the airline industry. And so tell me, uh, how has uh, the pandemic uh, impacted your business? Yeah, so far, up until actually this month, it really hasn't impacted us uh, so much in the sense of of kind of like our churn, because we, mm. right before the pandemic started, we had flipped our model from a monthly model into an annual subscription. Mm. And uh, we stopped offering the monthly model. We grandfathered everybody else into what they were pay- paying. And we still have some some users who are paying $1.99 a month. <laughs> but Wow. Um, Lucky. Yeah, so they, they got a great deal. <laughs> but, <laughs> they but, did. And we'll keep them forever. Like, it's fine. But, but um you know, when we got the majority of our publicity early on, it was through Lifehacker articles and, and mm-hmm. other um, PR. And, and that 
um, we got a, a bunch of annual subscriptions that started, which was great. And, and so then um, some people have used those throughout and some people have not. So some, uh, even during the pandemic, there is some traveling happening. And we found actually to, back to the business idea, um, the business population still, still seems to be needing to make those, those reservations. And so we mm-hmm. found that that actually has been okay. Everybody else has, has gotten to this point now where they're starting to churn. But at this point, we were actually seeing a bit of an uptick in new reser- uh, new members coming on too. So it's evening out. It actually hasn't affected yeah. us as much as we thought. We just hadn't, haven't been growing. We've been plateauing, which is to be expected. Yeah, yeah. Least. Well, I think it's better to plateau than to dip, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And you know, right. I mean, if you think about the um, the hotel industry, like it's, it is it is different from, I think, um, you know, uh, let's say public transportation, like the train um, or even the airlines. And um, I think there's a, there's a lot to be said. I mean, people can really practice social distancing, I think in hotels and even for myself, for my birthday, um, you know, cause I've been locked up at home for just like everyone else. Uh, I decided to book myself a hotel, like for my birthday, like I wanted time by myself. I wanted time away from my husband and my dog. And, and uh, I really liked it. Like I had no other reason to get this hotel other than to be by myself. And I think maybe there's a lot of people that are kind of looking for that, you know, like that mini mm-hmm. like getaway from their house. Uh, but yeah, I, I am curious to know, like, have you kind of figured out or noticed like why people would, um, you know, book these hotels or is it just, you just notice like the, the uptick, like you mentioned. Yeah, we've gotten some allegorical information from some, some folks. And a lot of it is what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't even, it's almost like I, I want the feeling of, of traveling, even if I'm not yeah. like, I think that's why the airlines at one point they were doing like, you know, flights to nowhere. So you just get on and everybody's safe. And, you know, then they just zip around and they land and everybody gets off. Like it's just to burn fuel. But, um, but I think there's, there is this pent up demand, like, especially for those of us who have been used to traveling and traveling a lot, um, you know, staying in a hotel or, or just getting some time away from people. I mean, you're, like you said, you're, you're kind of boxed up for the last, you know, while. And so <laughs> yes. it's like, Hey, I just need some space, but where do you go? Yeah. And hotels actually, um, they've done a great job with their cleanliness policies and their COVID policies and things like that. So we've stayed in hotels a couple of times, mm-hmm. especially as we did our move, uh, to San Diego and, um, and even the smallest hotels, I stayed in a tiny little place in Tucson and even those tiny little ones, they have great policies for that. So what we've seen, I think there's, there's some people who are who have been quarantined for the, a long haul and and they're kind of coming out a little bit right now because it's been about a year and they're like, okay, we got to do something. So there's a bit of that. Um, there's still a lot of people who are like, nope, not traveling, not doing anything. And then there's a, you know, there's a, a good amount of people who are, I think, especially for the businesses, they're like, okay, the policies are out there, the cleaning policies for the planes and the hotels and like all that kind of thing. And now we kind of have an idea as to how to say, stay as safe as we possibly can. So as long as we kind of abide by those rules, then um, internally, then it seems to be okay. So there's, it seems uh, not quite so divisive. I mean, I thought it was at first, but some of the allegorical information we've heard is, uh, is that it's, there's a lot of people that are, that just simply want to feel like they're traveling again. Um, they, and so they'll do those hotel stays like you've done and, and, you know, we've even thought about a staycation here too. Like there's the hotels in town that we're like, oh, you know, just we're used to traveling. We want to get out and, and feel like we are. And so staying in a hotel is one of those things. So, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you kind of affirming my, um, 
I guess, stir craziness uh, to know that there's a lot of people that are also uh, wanting to do uh, the same thing as well and have uh, kind of have that staycation, as you mentioned, and finding um, other other options to do that, obviously, uh, with in this case. Um, so, Nate, with all that being said, uh, let me know, what do you feel like are the key takeaways uh, from you being uh, in business so far with Room Steals that you want our entrepreneurs and small business owners listening on the show to know? Mm. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I've done in my life that um, that has helped me has really been to consider uh, just a single word. Think, and this is going to sound a bit uh, a bit trite, perhaps, to entrepreneurs who are who we hear this word all the time. But but if you consider the word value, mm-hmm. and and it, it seems like it's just one of these things like we throw throw this around, like oh, what's the uh, unique value proposition? What's the um, customer value? What do they get out of it? What's the value that we take home? These things are great, but most of the time they just mean money or you know some sort of benefits or something like that, mm-hmm. which is great. And when you're thinking about a product, but um, the grand scheme of things, really, and this is something that I'm actually trying to teach my kids too, is is if you think about what value really means, it's subjective. It's completely different mm-hmm. for every single person. Um, what you value, m- maybe we have some crossover as to what I value, and but there's likely some things that you value that I don't. The job of an entrepreneur, in my opinion, is to really consider the other people's value, mm-hmm. both value systems philosophically, but also you can see, and, and I've argued this with a friend of mine who we've talked about you know, philosophy and business quite a bit, but you can see what people value by where they spend their money and their money is a proxy right. for their value. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the end. Um, and, and we see that the same thing, like money is a bad proxy for um, for value, in case, especially in terms of time. Mm-hmm. So as entrepreneurs, sometimes we feel like we want to get to this place where, uh, where we have all this money. Uh, some people are focused on the money, but really it's not the money. It's really the thing behind it. It's the thing that money use, uses as a tool, use that money as a tool. It's a thing behind that, that actually you value. So why do you have the money? You have it probably because perhaps you want time to spend with your loved ones, perhaps because you actually want that really big boat you don't really want the money. The money's not doing anything. The boat is doing something for you or the the time with somebody. So really, I think the thing is, is if you think about value from the perspective of another person, now you're fine. You will be fine through life. You will be fine through entrepreneurship. You will understand your consumer. You will dig into that customer more than you've ever dig, dug in before to really understand what it is that they value about your product to be able to sell that appropriately. Because then you can reposition your product to speak to that value. And now Mm -hmm. you're not talking about, oh, we've got these benefits. Oh, we've got AI. Oh, we've got like, no, who cares? What does AI do for me? That's Mm -hmm. what matters, right? Right. So those are the kinds of things. I think understanding and sitting and thinking about what value really is, is probably one of the best things you could do as an entrepreneur, in my opinion. I like that. That reminds me of uh, the quote, I think it's by Zig Ziglar. It goes, if you help enough people get what what they want, you can get what you want. And in this case, you're talking about like, what is it that they value? And if I can help them get what they value, um, or if this thing can get them to what they want, uh, this is the vehicle and I can kind of sell that vehicle for them to get what they want, then in turn, I can get what I want. Um, Absolutely. And I think, well, yeah. And I think that's, that's how life works. I mean, <laughs> like that's how that it should be a give and take, right? Like, yep. um, I think, I think no one should, uh, really, um, I don't think that's a uh, debatable anyway. It's like, yeah, of course, if you help people get what they want, you get what you want. Right. And that's, yeah. that's really, uh, the, unless you're in a nonprofit and you're just giving, you know, you're doing charity work and you're just giving to give, but if you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you have to have that kind of, uh, motive to help others so that in turn you can help yourself. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this works all across the board. And if you think about it, even as an employee, mm-hmm. um, you have a, you are there because somebody has seen that they're, they are getting a value out of your work as an employee um, greater than what that you cost to, mm-hmm. to have on the staff. Right. So, I mean, that's easy to see. I mean, this is not controversial, right? So, no. <laughs> but it's just thinking about it in a different way. I think is mm-hmm. the point is like, if you think about it in a value structure, then you're not, you're not really pigeonholed into any product or service. I'm not pigeonholed into the travel industry. I could go put telephone poles up. You know, there's, there's a way to, to look at it and say, what is the, what does the a group of people need and, mm-hmm. and what do they value? And then you, you know, go in that direction and it could be anything. And that's why I say, like, if you understand that, you can do anything. You can mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur in any in any area if you if you understand that. You may need some expertise to be able to provide that value, but at least understanding it, it that's when you'll see the opportunities. Yeah, just having that um, thought in mind to focus on giving a, a focus on figuring out what they value. I think is really the heart of it. And like you said, if you kind of know their why, then the how to should come easy. Right. Right. All right. Well, Nate, it's been such a pleasure having you here again on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Jen. Appreciate it. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Nate Ritter, who is the co-founder of RoomSteals. You can learn more about him and his company at roomsteals.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.